2: All the way from Orlando uh, up to Ocala and the Villages on up to Gainesville, wherever you are on the network today, or you could be listening to us on the stream, on the internet, and it's the big wide world available to you there at theshepherdradio.com. You might want to write that one down and have access to that. I've got in the studio with me, my good friend, Doug Prusak. Welcome back, Doug. Thank you. It's always, great to be here. It's always great. My golfing buddy, uh, you know, and on the golf course, I see him all of once a year. <laughs> <laughs> we need to fix that. Yeah, we do. I would like that. But, uh, I, you know, you're a great golfer. We talk about this regularly. I'm
0: a duffer and I, I still enjoy the game. It, it's being outside. It's, you know, the, the fellowship. I mean, there's a lot there. Uh, there's a lot more to it than the scorecard.
2: Yep. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's uh, more to it than the golf game itself for Duffers like myself. I do keep up with some um, people on the uh, Corn Ferry Tour. That doesn't sound like the name of a tour that would really be a national or professional level, does it? it?
0: it no, I'm honestly not sure what that is. I mean, I I know that it uh, yeah. that it's the quote-unquote minor league tour to the PGA Tour, but yes. the name itself is um, yeah. interesting.
2: With a K, corn, corn with a K. Right. Yeah. So I I don't think they have to do with corn and I don't think it has to do with ferries like a ferry ship. I don't think so. But it is the corn ferry tour. Uh, <laughs> all golfers out there who know what it is, they're thinking like, Mike, what we're, what rock did you crawl out from today, man? And that's that's what it is. But a player on that tour named Blaine Barber is a friend of ours and he's from the Lake City area and he is a great golfer. But uh, he was was on the PGA tour for a long time, and um, did not was not able to keep his card, and is now playing the Corn Fairy Tour. But uh, he's been doing fairly well late of late, and it's really fun to watch him. So that's the part of golf that I like too. I, I do enjoy watching it. Now I, I one other thing about golf, Doug. And you're a golfer; you'd know about this. What in the world is going on with the the professional ranks leaving the PGA and going over to this LIV? Is that how you say it? Yes,
0: it, it's um, basically what what is happening is some of the bigger names in the game are getting paid very handsomely to leave the PGA tour, and it's.
2: And when we talk about it, names, these are names that everybody knows. Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson.
0: Um, yeah. Bryson. Um, it, it's it's a money grab. I mean, what what they're being offered will set themselves up, their kids up, their grandkids up. And they're getting paid nine figures to play eight or nine tournaments a year. And... That's a lot more than they're going to make on the PGA tour. I mean, I, 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 is it guaranteed money? It's guaranteed money. I question um, the ethical backing of the folks who are putting this tour on. Which is Saudi Arabia. The Saudi, the Saudi Arabians mm-hmm. and the government. Um, I have a lot of questions about that. Um, I'd like to think I wouldn't have taken the money if I was in that position. It, it's... It's disappointing to see that it's hard to watch the divide. I'm an avid golfer. I watch the PGA. I watch all the majors. I'm, I'm a big golf fan. And it, you could almost predict some of the folks who are going to do it, mm. who are going to take the money, and some of the folks who weren't. And I've become, I've been a Rory McIlroy fan for a long time, but I've really become a bigger fan of his over the last few months and the way he's handled that controversy and the way he's outspoken in favor of the pga tour so he's not gonna go he's not going okay and i've just been really impressed with how some of the folks on the tour have handled it um tiger woods was offered well into nine figures to go (laughs) and turned it down which um impressed me i mean when you think about the enormity of the amount of money that is and he he was just, just to be an ambassador. They don't even know if he can play. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's getting ready to play at St. Andrew's next month, and he doesn't even know if he's going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. They wanted him just to be an ambassador, and they were throwing millions, hundreds of millions at him. Oh, my goodness. And he said no, which which I thought admirable.
2: So what's going to happen? Uh, you know, this is uh, is such a curious thing to me when you have a name like Phil... Mickelson. Lefty. I mean, you know, what is it going to do to the PGA when you have characters, personalities, players of that level, and they're not playing in the PGA?
0: Well, the PGA is already stepping up. They're they're already, they raised the purse for the Open last weekend. Um, they're raising purses for other tournaments. And I don't know all the details of this, but I know that they're introducing a a new series that they hope to launch where it's eight or nine events and there's a large purse at the end of that. It's not going to be Saudi money. It's not going to be at that level, but it is more money mm-hmm. for the golfers who mm-hmm. stay on the PGA Tour.
2: So it's an incentive for them. I, I'm just wondering what it's going to do for the game itself when you've got these this kind of divide. Now, the LIV is also booking... Tournaments in the U.S. as well. It's not like all over the world. It's some of them are here, and so I w- I wonder what kind of tension with the golf courses that's
0: going to cause. I think there's there's going to be tension. Uh, I think if you watch, and I, I saw snippets of the first LIV event, and there was no attendance. If you watched what happened in Brookline over the weekend at the Open, place was packed. People were screaming. I, I think the vast majority of golf fans are going to stick around. Hmm. I think there's going to be a level of curiosity about what's happening with the other tour. but I mean and, and I play in a group, I play in the Orlando Golf Network. <laughs> we ha- we have several hundred guys and there's a, there's a good there's a core group we call it the VIP group and we've we've had extensive discussions about this. and I think most of us have landed to where we'll check it out. But it's not going to be. Mm-hmm. It, we we have the PGA Tour, yeah, and that's what we're, we're used to. That's what we like. The format makes more sense. That's the other issue with the Saudi tournament. They they're using a different format for for the tournament. That's right. It's not like what um, we are used used to. to. You're four rounds Thursday yeah. through Sunday, and there's a trophy awarded. It's three rounds, guaranteed money um they do it in what's called a shotgun which is players going off in different places instead of everybody playing 1 through 18 consecutively it, there's a lot there it's easy money mm-hmm. it's easy money if yeah. you sign on with them you're guaranteed a paycheck at the end of the week and i see that as an appeal for some of the golfers who are competitive on the PGA tour but not champions mm-hmm. not they're in the top twenty, but they're not winning. And if you have a chance to go over overseas and cash a bigger check, just for showing up, yeah. I mean, I get it from the money perspective.
2: Yeah, but there are many people again who are saying the moral kind of underlay here, the problems with uh, Saudi Arabia. Who they've been pretty much a an ally, uh, but then they have all these issues about the death of. What is it, Khashoggi or Hoshogi? Jamal Khashoggi, yeah. yeah. And when and, he was uh beheaded and a horrible thing, mm-hmm. and it appears that it was done under the auspices of the government, of mm-hmm. of uh, of
0: the king there. That's that's tough. And and I think that is a that is a central issue for some of the folks. I mean, I know that, that Phil and his comments kind of brushed it off. And he was like, Well, you know, governments do things. No. Mm-hmm. Governments don't murder journalists. The the, the the free press is a barrier against governments going wild, mm-hmm. against governments going off the rails. It's a check and a balance. You know, we have the three branches of our government. We have the fourth estate. Journalism keeps governments in check. If they're not doing that, then they're just public relations. Mm-hmm. And what Khashoggi was doing was reporting on things that didn't put the Saudis in a favorable light. So they trapped him and they killed him. It's just unreal. And, you know, as a, as a, I'll call it a recovering journalist, because I think, (laughs) I think once once you've worked in the field, you always are. And that to me was hard to swallow that that's hideous what they did and that folks that golfers can kind of oh well you know brush that aside and you know put it off or whatever doesn't sit well with me Mm -hmm. um I lost a lot of respect for some of the some of the golfers who did go um you know my attitude towards pop culture and athletes and things like that is is entertain me beyond that I don't care what you do in your personal life. Tiger Woods is arguably the greatest golfer in the history of the game. He's on the Mount Rushmore for sure. Mm-hmm. What he did in his personal life was hideous and abhorrent, and I get it. What he did on the course, it, it, they are separate. That, stu- that. I just I've never been really, I'm not a pop culture follower, I can't name you who's married to who, yeah. don't care about any of that stuff. Yeah, I enjoy a good movie. I enjoy watching the guys on Sunday afternoon chase it. Mm-hmm. it. But this is different. This was disappointing because this is a human rights issue. This is um, the Saudi government has a history. Mm-hmm. I, I think we would all recognize and and concede that fact. And for these guys to do what they're doing didn't sit well.
2: Well I think for every American regardless of their love for the game or maybe they don't care whatsoever one little iota about the game uh, what you just said is there it's it it does affect us it is kind of uh, uh maybe a, a a bit of a uh, example or a, you know just something to look at and realize that you're looking part and parcel at the way our culture is right now the state of our culture the kind of mindset and mood of money, almost at any cost. Uh, and, and I don't know what the end is going to be for these players. It's really hard for a level fan that I am. It's really hard to imagine what golf is going to be like now without watching. I mean, I'm left-handed. That's one of the reasons why I like lefty so much. You know, I got to watch a left-handed
0: guy really know how to use that club. I'm going to get a little historical here. Um, In the 1970s, I'm probably going to lose all your listeners with this, but in the (laughs) 1970s... don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) In the 1970s, the National Hockey League had a monopoly on players. In 1972, the World Hockey Association came into existence, and it was a similar pattern to what is happening with the LIV golf. They paid NHLers who weren't making a lot of money suddenly they were getting millions of dollars to play in this rival league mhm and they they took some of the best and the brightest stars of that era out of the national hockey league and put them in this and got in, into the secondary league that started up that lasted 8 or 9 years and this is where i think the parallel is going to be that money changed how hockey was played and how players were recruited and signed and developed Eight years after that league started, it merged with the National Hockey League. The four remaining teams became part of the NHL. And I think what's going to happen is the money is going to be so great that the PGA and the European Tour are going to have to recognize that if this thing lasts, it's a, it's something to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's formidable. And you may... And when it's going to really matter is when you get into the world's standings points mm-hmm. and how these guys are ranked if they start accepting this new tours results in these rankings you've merged
2: yeah you've, you've either merged or you've really cut the pie down a couple of uh places and mm-hmm. now it's being distributed differently than, than it was before and that is you know in one sense it's competition to pga and it's very interesting, and I hope that um, I hope that we can all learn a, a little bit about what's going on. But again, it is a microcosm of what's going on in our country right now. And even as we're recording this, this is being recorded on Thursday morning, uh, so I'm not sure what is going to be breaking news in the next couple of days regarding the Supreme Court, but we're living in a day right now, Doug, where just about... Uh, anything can happen in the course of a news day and you're a, an old news guy from way back working in atlanta at for cnn for golf channel for fox you've uh, you've been there you've been at those ranks before these are these are newsworthy days aren't
0: they absolutely these are very unsettling days um the divide is great and getting greater and mean you know i i just pray jesus heals it Yes, uh, because ultimately he is what we should be focused on. And what's going on is what what happens when we're not. Mm-hmm. I agree. Doug Prusak is my guest. Uh,
2: you know, Doug, you're here today not to talk about LIV, not to talk about PGA, but that's been pretty fun. I got to tell you, it's it's, <laughs> it's informative. And for our listeners who think, you know, Mike, I don't know that, have I tuned into a sports show? No, it's not. It. This is just talking about culture. And uh, that's something that's happening right now. And it's big news. And so thank you for sharing all of that. You're with Christian help now in this point in your life. And you have been what, for almost what, two years? It's actually, I, I'm a little past three. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it had been quite that long. And so I know that you are, you've are you been in here many times talking about this wonderful organization that we support and love. Christian Help is helping people in a number of ways, both temporarily as well as kind of getting them set up in the future, helping them position themselves, those that are homeless, those that are hungry, maybe those that are underemployed, helping them position themselves for a better future, a better potential? Would, what's, what's happening at Christian Health right now?
0: Um, it would be easier to answer what isn't happening. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's busy. It's uh, business as usual. We are, we are still very busy. Um, you know, our mission is to prevent homelessness by helping people find work, providing them resources and offering spiritual encouragement. And we're doing a lot of that lately. Um, it really has, um, COVID is not over in that the impact is not over. Yeah, I agree. And it, what happened was everybody, employees and employers took a long time to rethink how I'm running my business or if you're the employee, what do I really want out of my life, my career? And I think the the bottom line is is the work-life balance was examined Mm-hmm. On both sides, mm-hmm. and I think favorably. Um, what we're—that would be one of the good things then that would
2: come from what we've gone through. I mean, you have to look for them, don't you?
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You do have to look for the good in all of this. I mean, it's been a trying couple of years, obviously. Yeah, and and I I think folks took time to reassess, mm-hmm. and they. We're trying to figure out, okay, where do I fit in now? And what you saw was a lot of employers rethinking their business model. Well, the trickle down from that is employees have to figure out where they fit in. Mm -hmm. And they may or may not be in the positions that they used to be, but they have transferable skills and what's happening is we're helping them figure out where they fit in.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Well, we're up against a break. We're going to be back with Doug Prusak from Christian Help. And they've got a big summer match that uh, they're all about right now, helping them help other people. That's what we want to do today. This is Afternoons with Mike right here on the Shepherd Radio Network. We'll be right back. I always love it when this man comes up to be with me, Doug Prusak from Christian Help. Uh, You know, I think segment one, I really had not written down Uh, talking about that golf league. But, you know, it's so much fun to get with a guy like yourself because you're the easiest, number one, you're one of the easiest people to talk to Number two, you're one of the most knowledgeable about a wide range of things. Doug, I feel like I could talk about broadcasting and we could go into a whole spiel about that as well with you. And you, you know about that, too. That, that might be a three-part series. <laughs> you might have to give me a week for that one. That's, that's fun. And talk about it live. But most of this is talking about, again, looking at what's happening in our culture right now. And, you know, we kind of touched on it. You, you were talking about the impact that COVID has brought. And COVID really did. I mean, there's a lot. I, I'm going to be interviewing a person tomorrow that was greatly impacted by COVID. Within, I think, within the first week of the lockdown, where he lost his job. I mean, the company mm-hmm. went bankrupt. They saw the, what was happening. The lockdown, meaning uh, two, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve. That's going to live in infamy, right mm-hmm. there. That phrase. Um, and the company just went belly up and they they just cut everybody free. And this was a very successful uh, guy in management and marketing and uh, planning for the future. And uh, so it, the, the COVID had its impact and it changed a lot. Like you mentioned that the impact from COVID is still here. Now, we Christian help was affected too. Every church was affected because churches, uh, maybe up to two months where they didn't have a single meeting in public, uh, that had to be uh, so difficult for so many. I know it was on our church. Same here. And so uh, the the truth is, is that we do have to look for these areas. But Christian Help was somehow able to maintain its its work and maintain its staff
0: during those most difficult of years. Well, one of the one of the things that came out of the early impact of COVID was Seminole County declared us an essential service. And we pivoted quickly and in a lot of areas. And we're a small staff and there's twelve to fifteen of us around. And the biggest thing that happened was with the food pantry. Mm-hmm. Because the immediate demand on COVID was, like you said, folks are suddenly out of work. They're ju- they're struggling to juggle bills, make expenses, things like that. The demand for our pantry went through the roof. I mean, we set records month over month in the summer of 2020 for the amount of food we were giving out. Mm-hmm. There, the parking lot was completely full. There were lines. I would get to work usually around between 8.15 and 8.30 in the morning. We don't open until 9.30. There's already a line. Three quarters of the way around the building, to get to, ac- get to get access to the food pantry,
2: and we got to remember that these aren't just people wanting something; these are hungry people, maybe with children,
0: and, and needing th- to eat. And yeah, absolutely. And the thing about this was, COVID didn't discern. COVID impacted everybody. There were Mercedes in our parking lot. There were there were high end vehicles in our parking lot of corner C-suite executives who had lost their jobs and needed help. It impacted the poor, it impacted the middle class, and it impacted the folks who were, quote-unquote, doing well. Mm -hmm. COVID didn't discern. It just, it just, it was like a, a hurricane. It just went through and blew everything down. And for us, we... We limited the folks who could come into our lobby at a time, which, you know, you'd only have two or three in the lobby at a time. We used to have the pantry to where folks would come in and get their their boxes. We moved everything outside. There were a lot of things that we did to adapt to the situation that seemed, I don't want to say sensical, but logical. You know, just you'd create the separation. Everybody had masks. You know, we took all the safety precautions and were still able to deliver over a million pounds of food each of the last few years. Wow. And so that was that was enormous. Um, we were busy and getting busier. And the beauty in what in all of that was in the beginning, we were like, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? The demand went up, but the community response went up. God provided. He took care of us. We had a greater need. We were able to fill that need. We were able to get more food to distribute we weren't giving them like a half a box of food over what they used to get mm-hmm. they were still getting it god provided for us the community stepped up and supported us in record-breaking ways and it was really after a few months i think we realized okay you know we knew god would provide but mm-hmm. we, we didn't realize just how this was going to turn out and it was it was mind-blowing to watch
2: it really is almost like the story of of, of the prophet and the widow who said well, I've only got enough food for us uh, for my son and myself uh, but he says let's share it and there's plenty left over the feeding of the 5000 Exactly I mean I mean you know the, God has that ability to make things sustainable and stretch out
0: Exactly and it was, it was I'm not going to lie it was chaotic We had folks wearing vests, directing traffic in the park, in our small parking lot, dirt lot. Um, We were bursting at the seams, but everybody got food and everybody got what they needed. We were able to fill, you know, like the Mm 5,000. We were able to take care of them. And, you know, God provided for us. The community was great. And everybody recognized that the key to it all was, Your neighbor recognized your need. You know, I think there was a tendency in the beginning of COVID to kind of everybody turtle and to kind of like, okay, how am I going to get through this? Shrink in your own shell. yeah, Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then the rebound from that was really quick. You know, I think there was kind of a little bit of a lull there, but when everybody got their, their own, quote unquote, COVID feet and figured out where they stood, they were like, my neighbor needs help. And... We were the recipient of that and it was beautiful. It was amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. And then I think there was a period where food was the major issue. And then I think as you got into COVID further, it became jobs. Mm-hmm. It became okay, I've got, I've taken care of my immediate need and I've got food. Now I need, I need to get work. I just lost my job. I've got to do something. And we pivoted to, our career coaches from being in-house folks would come in and meet one-on-one in person in our small offices we did everything virtually we're still doing it virtually and that and means over zoom over or zoom Google Skype, Skype or whatever yeah microsoft teams yeah. whatever it is we're still doing it virtually and you lose the face to face but you don't lose the communication yeah. they're still able to tell yeah. you hey listen This is my goal. This is what I want to do. This is what I've been doing. Yeah, I'd really like to try. And to get people on a path to doing something they want to do that is fulfilling, that they got a chance to kind of hit the... Remember the old speakers we had with the red button up in the corner? Mm -hmm. You'd hit that little reset button. They got to do that on their life. Uh And they may not have landed exactly where they wanted to, but what we're trying to do is either get them into a better, get them a job or get them into a better job, Mm -hmm. empower them, empower their families to be independent, uh, you know, prevent homelessness that we believe the best way to do that is through having a job.
2: Yep. And, and that is right now more critical than ever because now that COVID is, maybe it's if it's not over, at least its impact is a bit diminished. It's not the same as it was in 2020, much better than that for sure. But what we are having today that we didn't have in 2020 is uh, runaway inflation. Gas prices that are out the roof, and I, that's making its impact, I'm sure, on a lot of people that
0: attend Christian Help as well, right? Absolutely. Inflation's having a huge impact on The families that we see because they were already making choices between electric bills and food bills and medicine bills and things like that. And with the inflation in food, a family of four costs a lot more to food shop for than it used to. And what we're hoping is that when folks come to us and avail themselves of the pantry, that they can take that money that they've saved and take care of another expense Mm -hmm. and I we get stats from Heart of Florida United Way and it's really mind-blowing to see some of the numbers that that nearly half of the population of our area Orange Seminole County is within $400 of being in major financial trouble Mm. $400 they're wow! a missed paycheck from disaster yeah and they're on the brink they're we call we're trying what we're trying to do is to make sure that they're stable and I don't know if you've ever heard the term. I might have used it here before it's the Alice population population I'm not sure, and that seems new. It's an acronym for asset limited, income constrained employed. Oh, that's, no, I have not heard that. I don't believe. The bottom line is, is they're busting it just to survive. Yeah. And one false move, a car repair, a kid's medical issue. Yeah. Junior falls and breaks his arm, anything like that. And they're in trouble.
2: Yeah. The asset limited would be what Dave Ramsey speaks about, about having an emergency fund. Right. So that you have assets available in case something breaks down.
0: They don't. Yeah. They don't. And, and, we, we're serving the popula- that population that is tr- that is fighting to survive, that is fighting to make all their bills at the end of the month, have a roof over their head. And there, there are some amazing stories. The, the, matter of fact, the first story of our campaign this summer is a gentleman named Troy who had lost his job. He'd gone through... He was exactly the, the person... I don't want to call him a poster child, but he was a prime example of Mm -hmm. he'd gone through all his resources, he was running out, and he needed help. He turned to Christian Help. He got connected with our career counselors. He got assessed and got connected with a career counselor. They worked together on his resume. They got it out in front of the right folks, and he got hired. Wow. And he got a great job doing something he loves to do.
2: And, and uh, sometimes that happens where the job they get in that kind of a scenario is more enjoyable than what they had before. It is.
0: And, and a lot, what we're seeing and what I'm reading is a lot of job seekers are looking for jobs that are not only, this is their time. This is their chance to find something fulfilling. This is something they can make a change. They find something that they want to do. They look at the company, and this is a big factor in what's going on now, is looking at companies who are giving back to the community, who are who are doing things philanthropically. They're not just, okay, this is a job and a paycheck, and I'm out of here Friday at five. The company is giving back and is aware on a greater scale of what's going on around mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw a lot of that happen over the last few years with COVID and companies realizing that if folks don't have money to spend, then companies aren't going to be in business. So, you know, it it is a cycle. You, you have to feed into REAP.
2: Right. So this uh, summer match program now, we use the word match because like many times with... Nonprofits such as Christian Help, there are groups, there are individuals who are into uh, philanthropy and they are maybe holding big funds and kind of the caretaker of uh, perhaps a great deal of wealth that was uh, maybe handed down from somebody and they'll they'll come around and they'll find a favored a charity or a ministry like Christian Help is, and they will actually offer some money that will be given to them, but it's not just given to them, it's given to them in the form of a match. So explain how that's working and then how it's working for you this summer.
0: We've just started our summer match campaign. We usually do it in the spring. Uh, things came together a little bit later than, than um, usual this year. But a very generous Christian company um, offered us $60,000 to to match any gift any donor would make between June 15th and the end of July. And it's a great opportunity to double your impact on those families that we've been talking about, those Mm -hmm. families that are on the brink. Now you're not providing groceries for one family, it's for two, or job, job search counseling, career coaching... For two people instead of one. And it's you're doubling your impact. This is a great time of year, especially now with what we're going through with the inflation and the job market being what it is. This is a great chance to help families get back on their feet and, yeah. and double your impact.
2: And that's really what it is. I mean, it's not like these people who own these funds and are offering these matches that they're trying to do some trick or anything at all like that. They're just saying that we want to give it. But we want to give it with this stipulation that we will give it as other people give. And then that is a complete match. And it's going to be given in full up to that amount. He exactly. 60 exactly. Many. And so that's really a wonderful thing. So 60,000 match is functionally to Christian help 120,000 exactly. that they're going to end up with. Mm-hmm. So everyone wins on something like that.
0: It's just great. Everyone. I mean, ultimately, the community is what wins. Uh, Ultimately, the families who who get our services win. Yeah. And and they're they're the ones who are empowered. They're the ones who have a safety net Mm -hmm. now that they can turn to to help get them hit that reset button and get back on their feet.
2: You know, I think a lot of people hear this kind of a match thing, and I think there is probably a good deal of skepticism that some people feel like, is that really real? But I tell you, it's real, it and, is. and it, it, it really is that way. I mean, it is It is what you say, so if a person says, well, I can't do anything, it's I've only got $25 to give, that $25 is actually
0: $50. It, it is very, very real, and every bit helps. Yeah. Every bit helps. I mean, it, you know, it goes back to the other Bible story of the lady who gave her last her last um, change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jesus saw that. Mm-hmm. The widow's mite. It, it doesn't matter if it's $10 or $10,000. Every bit helps. It does. And this is a great time of year to do that because it's a summer. And I don't know if you were aware of this either, but a week from today a federal school lunch program expires. Mm. And that program is what feeds children. It fed children of any income level who needed access to food that wasn't getting it at home. That federally funded program expires next Thursday. And those families are going to be even more reliant on us, and folks who do things like us, who provide food, to eat. That was another safety net for mm-hmm. some of these families, that at least the kids who get access to a lunch. They're not going to get that starting next week. And that's going to touch off an even bigger hunger issue. Yeah, And what we're trying to do is step in the gap.
2: We're going to talk more about that, the hunger issue and the potential for what uh, could be a a really difficult fall and winter uh, when we return. So we've got to keep our eyes on the Lord and keep our uh, hearts really pointed toward the Lord, because without him right now, I don't know what we'd be doing, but I'm grateful we have him. And that's the best news of all. All right. We'll be back in a moment with Doug Prusak here on Afternoons with Mike. This is The Shepherd. Back with Doug Prusak from Christian Help. And uh, Doug is here today talking a lot about not only the ministry and the general overview of all the things Christian Help does. We're also here talking about the fact that you're in a summer match. We kind of explained that in uh, the last segment, but someone has generously offered an amount of money that uh, they'll give to Christian Help provided that others match that money. And it can be a bunch of others in the forms of small donations. Like you said, it all adds up, but up to $60,000. So this is a real critical time because uh, we we are in a time of <laughs> critical nature. There's a lot of need out
0: there. There's, there's a lot of need out there. I think the need, it's changed a little bit um, since pre-COVID, but... The need is, you know, folks are regrouping, folks are still recovering and, and the the fallout of COVID is what I think a lot of what we're dealing with. And then, you, you know, you put on the, uh, on that cake, the, the icing of inflation mm-hmm. and families are struggling. It's hard to, it's hard for them to make ends meet. It's hard for them to decide, okay, which bill am I going to pay this month? Yeah. Um, they need work. They need extra work uh, it, it's, they're still scrambling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we've got this problem of
2: shortage and f- let's talk first about the fact that we have a human shortage. I mean, if you go to restaurants, a lot of restaurants aren't offering, uh, their whole dining area anymore because they don't have enough workers to kind of serve the tables at all of those areas. So they close off sections mm-hmm. And which means immediately now their potential income for their food outgo is uh, cut maybe by a third as much as that. Uh, and and you see it in other businesses as well. I heard that you can get a job right now. There, there are so much uh, attempts to get people that they're giving bonuses at places like McDonald's. I, I've heard that you can get a $50 an hour job at a major online distributor $50 an hour and they can't get enough people at $50 an hour what's going on with that
0: i think part of what we're seeing is it's a safety issue when you when you talk about understaffed restaurants and you know fast food takeaway places things like that folks don't want to be on the front line and because of covid Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're still afraid that they're going to get something. And if the, if they're not protected, they're not going to put themselves out there for a low wage job. I think you're seeing a lot of that. I think, um, I know in some of the other industries that I, that I've seen and have, have awareness of, they're holding out for more money. They're holding out for those bonuses. It's a employees market
2: mm-hmm. uh, and some people are are just getting more money right now through welfare type of uh, giving from the government and that's actually a,
0: a de incentive if you will to work it is but I don't think I don't think that's a major factor in what we're seeing. I, I think people are really taking the time to reassess work life they're holding out for a job on their terms. And it's not just money. It's you know, it might be benefits. Mm-hmm. It might be, hey, I can work from home. I can do my job three days a week from home. If you want me in the office five days a week, that may not fly. And and it's not purely a financial decision. It's a it's a work life lifestyle decision. Mm-hmm. And you know, companies need to realize that some of their employees don't need to be there five days a week, yeah. And 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 honestly, some employees are a lot more effective not in the office. Yes,
2: it's true. Some people are working remotely and mm-hmm. and finding out that that works just great. And I think a lot of companies have really been able to downsize their monthly outgo of of just their overhead costs because of the fact that they don't need necessarily the same the same space for offices. Right. Because people are working at home and this whole thing, you talk about a a technology that came at the right time, this whole thing about virtual meetings Mm -hmm. with companies like Zoom and like you mentioned, Google Meet and all these other places, it gives you the ability to at least face up to people and see them while
0: you're talking with them. Doctors are using it with telemed. Right. Right. I mean, and, and it's not the same as in-person. Yeah, obviously not. Not I mean, the there, same. There's a certain interpersonal connection that when you're in a room with somebody is different than when you're on a computer screen. But necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, that's it, right. this, the technology advances of the last couple of years were a necessity. They helped keep people, it wasn't first level in the same room. But at second level, you're looking at me on a screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we even recorded an interview at one point during COVID mm-hmm. over 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 the, in, the over the internet. Yep, we did, and it got the job done. Yeah, and I think in the last couple of years, getting the job done, however you had to do it, was the priority. Yeah, and if you had to scramble and do something on 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 um, Microsoft Teams or Zoom or Skype or whatever other medium we want to promote. That's what it was. Well, one of the big
2: things that's a concern, Doug, that a lot of people that I talk to are hearing, they've already experienced the supply chain problem, meaning some things that they were wanting to get, for example, in the car industry. That's really amazing. It doesn't, uh, you, you notice it, it doesn't take much to see when you drive by a car dealership that used to be full of brand new cars. Now, oftentimes, you'll see no new cars or very few. And from what I've understood from talking to some people that are in that industry, you, it, the way the cars are being bought right now, it's completely different. If you own a used car, you might be surprised at the value of that used car. So there's this shortage of, of parts that it's needed to make these cars with. And then we go to food this is a concern that a lot of people are having right now because we're hearing these bits and pieces not only is not only are groceries costing us more than ever before but there's a concern that come fall come winter we might actually have shortages and not be able to get the kind of food that we i believe as americans are taking for granted
0: absolutely i have a friend uh, one of my one of my golf buddies who works for a major supermarket chain and he was saying that the supply chain right now is a mess. And you're absolutely right. Buckle up. It's it's going to be a rough few months.
2: So if that happens, what is Christian help? How will that impact what you do? Because it seems like the supply chain shortage would affect you and your sources for
0: the pantry as much as anything else. Well, you know, we we come back to the two words God provides. And that's really what we believe in that's how we um that's how we operate i mean he's been very good to us through all of this um supply chain yeah we would absolutely have to revisit you know how we handle our food pantry um so far we haven't had to we we've yeah we've ta- let me rephrase that we've taken minimal steps um there's as long as we have it we'll be sharing it
2: And I know you will, and that is something, and I'm just grateful that God has provided. We've seen that. If we've learned one thing at all by going through COVID, we've seen that. uh, As the old saying goes that I heard when I was in school, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And I think for Christians, when the going gets tough, uh, many Christians open up their hearts and pocketbooks even more, and that's what's been going on, and I'm grateful for the heart. Of uh, companies and organizations that are helping you and Christian help. Uh, I love the name of your company. I think that is really, uh, it's it's the heart of what you do. You're helping out of the love that Christ has given us to give. And I think of that Bible verse: that's freely you've received, freely give."
0: Yes, and you know that's been the that's been the beautiful thing over the last couple of years is to watch the community. Give, watch they, that they see what we're doing. They see how we're doing it, sharing the love of Christ while working with them on helping them find a job. We pray with our job seeking clients. Um, you know, when we're distributing food, we're willing to pray with them as well. Everybody on our staff is ready and able to pray with anybody who comes in our door at any time. Wow. We are here to serve the community we're here to, you know, to help how we can and if we can't, we have a resource network where we can get you in the right direction. The bottom line is, you know, love thy neighbor. Mm-hmm. And the community has done it in a wonderful wonderful way over the last few years, but the work continues. We're still doing it. There's still a need. And you know, right now, you know, your support doubles in impact. So this thing of the match that's out there, let's go into that
2: for just a minute. We've only got about four minutes left here. Uh, With this match that's given, it's over a period of time. So this campaign that you're you're, uh, underway with right now, the summer match, how long is it going to be going on? Through the end of July, July 31st. Okay, so a very limited amount of time, just Mm -hmm. about a month, and people can get these gifts in. And again, there's no... There's no gift too small. No. You guys can use, and whatever level of gift it is, uh, it's going to be doubled by this match. Now let's talk about organizations and, and uh,
0: businesses and churches. How can they get involved in helping you right now? It's it's the same thing. You can reach out to me personally. It's uh, Doug at ChristianHelp.org. I would be honored to sit down with any business, individual, or church who would love mm-hmm. to partner with us. Um, businesses and churches are key parts, key relationships for us. Um, very important. We have a network of churches in the area who, who partner with us. Um, you know, your church is Mm -hmm. a huge partner of ours. You're right down the street. Um, churches are huge for us. Businesses we would love to talk to, to get to know you better and share what we're doing and how your support of us is a win-win for you and for us and for our clients, and how that relationship ultimately does come back to support your business. Mm-hmm. Um, individuals, I mean, anybody who, I'll t- I'd love to talk to anybody. Again, it's, it's Doug at ChristianHelp.org.
2: Wow, that's great. Summer match going on through July. And
0: what is the website for that? Glad you asked. The website is ChristianHelp.org slash summer match. Christian
2: Forward slash summer match all one word summer all match. one word right yeah and people can do it and so you've got the call out there friends either individuals businesses churches it doesn't really matter it could be groups maybe you've got a group that gets together and you guys like to play cards every month well you can you can get uh, just talk about it among friends I think that's one way that a lot of people. Can get much more active is when they just begin to communicate one with another. That's been the heart and soul behind social media. It's just the, the web that goes out of
0: relationships from you. Everybody knows a bunch of people. Absolutely, and again, it's it, you know it goes back to the whole thing about in person versus you know online or whatever. But if you give to us. And you share it with a friend. Hey, this is a ministry I'm supporting. Look at the work they're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's that spider web of online. Right. I want to call it networking, but I'm not sure that's the right word for it. Mm -hmm. But it's that spider web where, hey, you tell two friends and they tell two friends. And then our awareness goes up. You know, the support goes up and we're building that community that's huge to rally around. And it's not about us. It's not about Christian help. It's about the people we're serving. So you're rallying around your neighbors. We just happen to be the people doing the work. So okay. your support of us gets your neighbors the help they need.
2: And that work is going to go out to these people in the need. That money given is going to help people with food, with help getting a job. What Give us the kind of the quick... 30-second overview of what Christian Help actually does
0: beyond those two things? Jobs, food, resources, and hope. We we help people get back to work, keep your families fed, give you hope for your future, and we're here to pray with you and share the love of Christ.
2: Wow. it's well said. Doug Prusak, it's always great to have you with us, my friend. It is always great to be here. Thank you for coming in. And, friends, thanks for being with me on yet another program right here on The Shepherd Afternoons with Mike. We'll catch you next time.